Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. Again, I am back with you. It is a live program. Today is Thursday, September the 2nd. Can you believe time is flying by as fast as it is? I mean, wow. I've been enjoying uh, shorts all summer long, and now I've got to switch back to uh, pants. Man, I hate that. Well, I want to thank you for tuning in tonight and joining uh, me on the program for another live edition of Omega Man Radio. And let's see what I'm drinking tonight. I've got a cup of uh, Seattle's Best Coffee. I'm drinking Colombian in the special cup. I've got authentic half-and-half and and some raw turbinado sugar. How about you? Let me take a sip here. Mmm. Nothing like hot coffee. Of course, uh, if you don't like coffee, then you are permitted to drink uh, hot tea. Or the Omega Man Lemonade, for those of you who have the special recipe, it is tasty. So we've got uh, some great shows lined up for you this week. 
I've been uh, working overtime to go out there and uh, get some new guests. We send out a lot of invitations, and uh, because I pretty much rely on Internet to uh, make the initial contact, we have to wait a couple of days for people to respond, especially if it's a popular guest. You can probably imagine they have thousands of emails to weed through. But uh, praise God for giving us favor. And uh, so let's go down the uh, the list. Tomorrow night, I'm going to have Johnny Overback along with Prophet Matt and Rock Rodrigo with Army for God. They're going to be sharing some experiences, uh, some angel testimonies, a word. And uh, the last time these guys were on, there were some powerful testimonies coming in, people being baptized with the Holy Spirit, healing power. So praise God for them. Johnny Ova, uh, for those of you who do not know who he is, he was a professional wrestler. Now he works for Jesus Christ, and he still does some wrestling on the side. Uh, he was the uh, million-dollar protege for none other than Ted DiBiase. So I uh, count myself thankful to be a friend, and uh, we're going to have him on the program with the crew tomorrow night at 8 p.m. I'm going to be doing a double feature tomorrow. We're going to have Terry Cook. Terry Cook is a prolific author. He wrote the uh, the landmark book called The Mark of the Beast and the New World Order back in the early 90s. Maybe some of you remember that book. It was as big as a telephone book. But a fantastic compendium you know, of all the uh, information at the time that uh, he was uncovering on the plans to put a microchip in each and every one of us, uh, some of them called a Lucifer chip. So we've got Terry Cook back. He is alive. I thought, honestly, he had died. I thought the New World Order had already taken him out. But praise God, he is alive, and he's coming back, and uh, he's got four books currently in process right now. We're going to have him on tomorrow night, giving us some updates. He'll be on at the 11 o'clock uh, late-night edition of Omega Man. Then on uh, Saturday night... We've got Dr. Holiday back, and she's going to be doing a new program series. We're going to be doing Intercessory Spiritual Warfare. This is the earth-shaking, demonic hole-breaking prayer that goes out to the heavenlies and uh, brings down the walls, sets the captives free in Jesus' name. Uh, this is the stuff that uh, Wynn Worley was doing back in the early 90s. Guys like Marcus Haggard and others. And it was stuff that actually set the Illuminati back 10 years in their plans. I remember a word um, was shared by Wynn Worley. He said uh, they started focusing in on Manuel Noriega when he was in office. And uh, you got a bunch of prayer intercessors taking their requests up to the Lord. And within days, Manuel Noriega uh, was taken out of office. Uh, he, at the time, incidentally, was going to do a uh, sacrifice of national... Panamanian TV, as the word went. So, you know, he was in the heavy witchcraft, surrounded by uh, witches and warlocks, just like Saddam Hussein apparently had 12 witches that he consulted with. Uh, does it sound new? Now, we do it in our own White House, folks. Way back as far as uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, reported to have been doing seances, and uh, even the First Lady's mother uh reportedly does Santeria witchcraft spells in the White House. I mean, it's a shame, folks, but it's around the world. That's what we're dealing with. Okay, so we're going to have Dr. Holiday on tomorrow night. Looking forward to that. Uh, excuse me, Saturday night. Let me get that correct. Then Sunday, I'm going to have special guest Jason Hommel 
of the Silver Stock Report. Jason is going to be talking about God's money system. Everything you want to know about God's economy, honest weights and measures, he's an expert in gold and silver that I'm going to have on September 6th, which is going to be Monday. Stan Johnson of the Prophecy Club, talking about 30 prophecies of oil in Israel. That's going to be an awesome broadcast. Stan has found 10 specific locations where the Bible says oil will be located in Israel, and it's going to turn the Middle East upside down. He believes that uh, where the Word talks about milk and honey, that prophecy in the Old Testament that was given to Moses, it's actually talking about yellow crude oil. It's going to be an amazing show with Stan Johnson. Okay, continuing on. On the 7th, we're going to have Pastor Norman Parrish live from Guatemala, one of the original Deliverance Pioneers. He is still alive, was a good friend with Wynn Worley and others. And uh, I talked to Pastor Norman the other day. What a powerful man of God. You know, he says he does a lot of Deliverance over the cell phone and email. Would you believe that? Praise God, there is no limits to the power of Jesus Christ. So he has some very uh, powerful uh, words to share. And we're going to actually uh, be doing probably a Q&A like the other night with Pastor Holtzhauser. The Omega Man is going to have a chance to pick his brain. And if you've got a question you want to ask Norman Parrish, we're going to ask it. Okay, so we've got Norman Parrish coming on Tuesday. And then September 9th, I've got Pastor Dennis Williams back from Miracle Internet Church, and he has a website called castingoutdemons.org. Powerful deliverance minister. Praising God for him. So, folks, that's just the beginning. If you like the Omega Man radio program, okay, if you're being fed, if you're learning something, uh, let me know. Shoot me an email. Drop me a line. Let me know uh, what God's doing in your life. If you have experienced healing, Deliverance, uh, if you have learned something that you never heard before, I'd love to hear it. Because we're getting fruit, and that's you know the encouragement that I need to keep going on. We've done about 55 shows so far in the last uh, you know two and a half months. And uh, if you like the programs, I will really ramp it up. You know, I've got uh, eight to ten uh, that I do the program. And, uh, you know, that's uh, for the East Coast folks. We're getting a lot of listeners uh, out on the West Coast, so we may open up and uh, do again a later time as well. Just let me know. Uh, if uh, you want the material, the Omega Man will stay plugged in. And, of course, I want to say shouts out to my friends. Rando Mando, how you doing out there, brother? Go over and subscribe to Rando's radio program. Awesome man of God. He's got a word for the hour. Shouts out to Messiah's Branch, Pastor Dan Caitlin, messiahsbranch.org. That is one of the first podcasts that uh, I ever started listening to, and uh, it continues to bless me. Go over and support uh, Pastor Dan and uh, tune in to their program that they do a couple times a week, support that ministry, and so many others. Shouts out to Rick Wiles, Daniel Ott, my friend, and uh, many others that have been there since the beginning, paving the way. For guys like me to come in now and uh, do some programs. I was supposed to have done this show five years ago, folks. And, uh, you know, I did not heed the call. 
But later, better and late than never, I praise God that he didn't give up on me. And uh, I'm going at it all out now. This is a call to war against the host of hell. We're going to go into enemy territory. We're going to set the captives free in Jesus' name. We're going to preach deliverance. We are going to rip the cover off of the darkness and watch the cockroaches run when they're exposed. And I'm talking about the demonic spirits out there, the enemy. For too many years, folks, Satan has been allowed to wreak havoc unmolested. You know, the greatest coup that the enemy ever pulled off was to convince man that he did not exist. And uh, if you do not believe Satan exists, then, hey, he can take pot shots at you and I all day. And that's the problem. Or you say, yeah, I believe it, but uh, let's don't give him too much glory and honor. Folks, don't give him too much attention. Listen, Jesus said, Signs that shall follow them that believe is they will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new tongues, and they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Okay, that is what Jesus Christ, Yahshua, in Hebrew, for those of you who uh, like Hebrew, I'm one of them, I raise my hand, praise God for our Jewish roots. Um, that's one of the first signs he said that would follow, and that's the precedent that should be existing in today. You know, The full gospel is deliverance from demons, evangelism, miracle healing, and fruits of the Spirit, you know, baptism of the Holy Ghost, tongues, prophecy. And so that's the full gospel. You're not hearing that uh, by and large. And they certainly are not saying anything about demonic spirits. Who is your enemy? Jesus said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers in high places. You know, it's talking about the the chain of command in the heavenlies. You know, just as Charlie Holtzhauser the other day said, or his friends call him Chuck. Chuck Holtzhauser said, uh, you've got generals, you've got colonels, you've got majors, you've got captains, you've got drill sergeants, and you've got the foot soldiers, okay? The privates, the legions, in the demonic uh, post of hell ranks. They take orders. From Satan, okay, who's not in hell, folks, and he really doesn't want to be down here right now, okay? He likes it where he's at. He's uh, right on the edge of the the throne room, close enough that uh, he can be the accuser of the brethren, as it says. He is the prosecuting attorney, okay, trying to put you and I in hell for eternity. And Jesus Christ is our defense attorney. God is the Father, Yahweh. He is the judge, okay? And so, praise God that Jesus Christ is seated on the right hand of the Father, and he's there as an advocate between you and I for the Father. But believe me, Satan uh, roams like a lion, seeking whom he may devour, to kill, to steal, and destroy. And if you're ignorant to his devices, that's why the Word says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Okay, Ignorance is not bliss, as I had a guy tell me one time. If you stick your head in the sand like an ostrich, something will come up and bite you in the butt, okay, if it wants to eat you. Uh, excuse my French. But uh, the point I'm trying to tell you is, uh, in this hour, ignorance can get you killed, okay? So uh, you need to understand that uh, Satan is ramping up 
you know, this Friday, the last exorcism was a blatant attack against the deliverance ministry. It was a mocking, a taunting, if you will. It was uh, a blasphemous movie. I didn't see it, but I saw, I heard the trailer. You know, they're taunting uh, the power of, you know, Jesus Christ. They're saying that there's some demons that uh, are, are too powerful for the Son of God. Hogwash. Okay? Greater is he that is in thee than he that is in the world. Okay, we are more than conquerors through his Son, Jesus Christ, Father Yahweh's. So, all demons must flee in the name of Jesus. Yes, some have to go with prayer and fasting. But uh, that's part of spiritual warfare, folks. And the sooner you recognize this, then you know who is trying to destroy you, who is hitting you every day. You're getting hit. You feel the body blows. And you look around, you don't see anything. You say, what is that? Why am I so depressed? I was doing fine this morning. I just like a, you know, I've got a mood swing. What is a mood swing, folks? Demonic spirits attacking your mind. Okay, oppression. They'll, they'll cause you to feel hopeless, sad, depressed. And uh, that's just uh, a few of the emotions that they can invoke. And uh, if you open up the gateway through sin, okay, through the witchcraft and the occult, they will come in and attack you. They have the rights to attack you. Satan is a legal expert. Understand that. Do you think that you can touch fire and not get burned? So if you open the doorway, he's waiting on the outside ready to come in and attack you. Just as Jesus is at the door knocking, okay, and if you open the door to him, him and the Father will come in and sup with you. You can have eternal life through Jesus Christ. He is the only way the Father God. You've got to make that decision, just like uh, every one of us do. Choose this day whom you're going to serve. Now, the heat is getting turned up on the grill, folks, that we're sitting on. And uh, pretty soon, you're going to have to uh, make a decision. What are you going to do? You know, God will force us into a point where it's going to be now or never. So uh, make that decision of your own volition. Choose this day whom you're going to serve. And then uh, enter into the rest that uh, God is able to give us through His Son, Jesus Christ, in the times that are coming. Listen, things are coming so terrible that men's hearts will fail them for fear. People will be jumping out of uh, office buildings. You know, uh, they're not going to be able to cope with what's coming. And it's just going to come from all directions. I mean, let's not even talk about, uh, you know, the inbound planetary bodies like Planet X and Nibiru, Wormwood, you know, that are coming. Okay, and then you've got uh, wars that are going to be just waging across this globe, nuclear, biological, chemical attack. Even today, a second oil rig in the Gulf ignited. We still don't understand all the ramifications from that, at least... Last time I heard, it was still uh, too early to conclude what was going on there. But, folks, it's that, it's that uh, quick. You can wake up and your life has changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Don't put off till tomorrow what you can decide on today. You may not have the time. Okay? It can be gone in a split second. And I'm trying to click my fingers, but, you know, I've never been able to click my fingers. I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's because I use so much lotion. You know, I, I have dry skin naturally, so, you know, I have to lubricate. I like uh, Lubriderm. It's, uh, they call it comodogenic. Is that the right term? It won't clog your pores, but, uh, yeah, I've never been able to snap my fingers. Isn't that interesting? 
It's just one of the many things you're going to learn about the Omega Man. But uh, you get my point. And uh, let me take another sip of the coffee. Again, I'm drinking Colombian blend tonight. I like the breakfast blend. I don't like it too sharp. I have to have it have the color of peanut butter. If it has been made to look like peanut butter, then it is a perfect cup. Hmm. Ah. I should be doing uh, commercials for Senseo like Adam Curry. Get paid. Folks, this is a labor of love. This is a labor of love. We've done 55 programs, and uh, we've had $250 in donation. So if I average that out, um, we bring in about $5 per show. Now, why am I telling you this? Because I don't take a dime. And uh, this is the ministry God has called me to do. But uh, for those of you that uh, partner with us, what we're doing is we're earmarking funds to take this to the next level. I have a grandmother. Uh, she's 78 years old. She is a prophetess. We're going to have her on in a few days. She was one of the early pioneers. The days of ministry in the 50s when you would get a word from God and he would just give you a direction on a highway and you would set out. You'd get so far and then he would give you your next marching orders. They lived day by day, just as many of us are doing now, seeking this day our daily bread. And, you know, that's not only food, but it's finances. These are hard economic times, folks, but uh, God is able. He will sustain you if you'll sell out to him. And that means 100%. There can be no compromise in this hour. It is all or nothing. But back to the uh, the point. My uh, grandmother gave me a word today. She said, the um, Lord spoke to her and said that there is a time coming where some kind of disruption is going to occur. And she told me that I needed to look at uh, the possibility of having a, another way to broadcast. Short way, basically. Now, she's 78. She doesn't, uh, you know, use the Internet, has never been on the net, okay? She's old school. And uh, basically, I gleaned that she was talking about she sees the net going down. Probably the, the kill switch that uh, we've been hearing about in the news. How fast this is going to happen, I don't know. But I don't think it's too far off. Many are talking about it, even Alex Jones and others. Nathan Leal and others have been uh, looking for, you know, basic backup systems where they can stay in touch with people in the event that the net goes down. When it does... Uh, I won't be able to do a blog talk broadcast. Therefore, I am looking to jump up to the platform of shortwave and satellite. Okay, and um, there's a lot of people listening that way, which would just amaze me. Uh, they've known for some time that the net will go down, so uh, they prepared. And I would encourage you to invest in a, uh, a good um, international shortwave set. You can buy these little portable ones for, you know, anywhere from, Let's say 50 to, uh, you know, $100 for a nice one. Check out uh, Crane. That's a really good one. There's a number of them. I'm not an expert on it, but I do have some that I own for that contingency plan. I've actually used them overseas. You know, the Omega Man has traveled extensively. I lived uh, over five years overseas. I was in Costa Rica, Panama, Colombia, Mexico um, for, for some years. And, uh, you know, I learned that... Uh, it's nice to have some of the uh, contact, you know, with, with back home. And you can do that with the shortwave radios when all else fails. So that's where we want to go. And so we want to raise some money to buy the time. Uh, 
there's a lot of people that do one program a week, and uh, that's not enough, folks. You know, the Omega Man likes to talk, and so if I could only come to you one hour a week, I don't know what to say. You might go into withdrawals. It would be like uh, not getting your shot of coffee today. What we'd really like to do is do five uh, broadcasts a week, Monday through Friday. I'll probably have to shorten them to one hour so it's manageable. Not everybody can handle three hours, four hours a day. <laughs> You've got to work to understand that. Uh, therefore, remember iTunes. You can go over and download on your iPod, and if you're on the road, you know, you may have to listen to a program over a, a period of a, you know, a couple days. But the point is, you can pick and choose. We're, we want to bring so much content that uh, there'll be something for everyone. Of course, you understand our mandate. And so that is um, the common thread that's going to run through our programs, but I am going to branch out, and we're going to have uh, a number of um, guests in many categories coming on. Uh, I am waiting now for confirmation if we're going to have Anthony J. Hilder, a good friend of mine, 17,000 interviews, on tonight in the late night edition. I spoke to Anthony about an hour ago. He was in the studios uh, cutting his final film called The Beast in the Bible Belt. Anthony, Anthony is a, pro, a prolific uh, documentarist, and I uh, believe that's so important to get out that I told him if I have to, we will uh, bounce him a few days. So he may be on, may not. We'll let you know as time progresses this evening. But back to the point, yeah, I would like to do uh, five broadcasts a week. And uh, for those of you tuning in just now, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. I do have a broadcast that we're going to play. But if I have a chance to, to share with you one-on-one, -on -one, I always like to do that. As you know, we usually go right into an interview, and I don't get a lot of time to you know, speak to my friends out there. I consider you a friend if you're, uh, you're here tonight listening, and many of you are here every night. And uh, I want to thank you. And listen, you will not offend me in the least if you cannot make it every night. There are a number of good programs that I want you to support out there. And remember, you can always swing back by and catch us on MP3. We're going to be here nonetheless. So... Um, Sit back and enjoy the, the programs that we're going to be bringing to you. And if you would like to support us, help us get on shortwave. My goal is to get on WWCR and probably World Harvest Network. It's going to cost us about $100 per hour. So if I figure we do five programs a week, you know, uh, that's about two grand. Now, we will not do that unless we have the money to do it. And uh, that's going to take uh, your help out there. Maybe you would like to sponsor one program. Uh, maybe you want to be my producer for that program. That means I will give you producer credits. What do I mean by that? You will be the producer of that program. I will put up a, a credit in our show notes on our website, our uh, partners page, and uh, you can put that on your resume. What do you think about that? Producer of the Omega Man Radio Network episode. And uh, someone calls for verification, I will confirm it. Um, that's not a new idea. That's actually what Adam Curry and John Dvorak are doing over at No Agenda. Really neat concept. Beef up your resume, especially if you want to get into uh, the arts or acting or broadcasting. Uh, there's another way you can support us. Um, skip a quarter pounder with cheese combo. Uh, sacrifice and fast a Starbucks one day. And donate $4 to Omega Man Radio. And here's the seriousness of it, folks. Uh, when you get behind a program that's actually seeing the captives set free in Jesus' name, preaching the truth of Christ, um, that is seeing people healed 
we've had people healed of crippling arthritis, people healed of um, eyesight, uh, deliverances. These are just some of the things that God is doing through this program when he shows up. And, you know, it's not us, we're just vessels. But when Father and Son, Jesus Christ, show up, some amazing things happen. And I'm praising God that that's a confirmation that uh, I'm where he wants me to be right now. So if you're a partner in that, you have sown a seed. And what do I mean by that? It means that uh, if that person gets saved and they get healed, you know, you get credit for that as well as our program. And God keeps good books, folks. We're going to stand before him one day and give an accounting. What did we do with our resources and our time? And on that day, uh, if you got behind this broadcast and we uh, reap a harvest, you're also going to reap in that harvest. You know, one person plants a seed, another one waters it, and another, and, and both, excuse me, share in the harvest. So, you know, look, I take nothing from the program. Anything you, you bring in will be accounted for. Uh, and we put right towards uh, growing the program, getting some airtime. Uh, we want to then go on to satellite radio, maybe even get on XM radio if God opens the door. And then we're going to do TV. Now, unbeknownst to many of you, I have uh, several contacts in the uh, TV realm. Uh, I used to do that. I used to be a media buyer for some of the famous infomercial shows in the old days before I got into uh Another uh, career, which is herbal formulation. Of course, I did work for the DOD for about seven years. So I mentioned that. Some of, some of you have heard my testimony there. And um, I've got a lot of contacts out there. We're actually going to be tapping in to some new technology and hopefully going with a live television show. And I'm not just talking Internet TV. I'm talking uh, national cable, maybe international networks, as God opens the door. But uh, you can partner with us and... Get in at the ground floor and grow with us and see this thing really take shape. Uh, and it takes partners out there to do that. So, you know, pray about it. Ask God what he'd have you to do. And if you're being, you know, don't give anything if you're not being fed. But if you're being fed, uh, you have an obligation to uh, support those ministers out there that are feeding. Because, again, um, it does take resources to make this thing happen. But um, we will work with what we've got until... Those come alongside and join in with us in the in the fight. Uh, put the host of hell on on notice, folks, that you're tired of them attacking your family. You're tired of marriage destroying spirits. You're tired of racism in America. You are tired of uh, being physically attacked, folks. This is from the enemy, demonic spirits, the host of hell. You know they would like to destroy us all, see us all fighting one another, see us all crippled, you know, dead, that is Satan's mission. And so you've got to stand up, you've got to get behind ministries that are preaching the truth. This is a message unlike any that you're going to hear on the major airwaves, okay? And the Lord says in Proverbs, he says, the word says, he that gives to the rich, don't expect anything back. I'm paraphrasing that, you know, um, because you're not going to get anything back. So into a ministry that is making a difference, okay, we are a... Ground four, ministry starting out, 55 shows under our belt, and we have a pledge to get out there and go and find you some awesome right-now word teaching on deliverance. We're going to bring uh, pastors on, and we're going to start opening up the lines for prayer. You can come on, and uh, we'll pray for your healing. And we're two or more gathered together agreeing on anything. Jesus Christ is in the midst, and we're going to see fruit, folks. That's what God has called me to do. 
uh, I have uh, been given a uh, mantle to go forward in the healing and deliverance ministry. And I've been told that if I forsake that, the very enemy that I'm going to pursue will be a thorn in my flesh and a, a prick in my eye. And what God intended for them, he will do to me. And believe me, that's not what you want, okay? So, but, you know, we have no option but to obey the calling of the Lord. You obey or you're a rebellious child. And what is God asking you to do? Is there a ministry that you felt on your heart that you need to, to do? Then I would recommend you do it because time is short. We're all running out of time. But let's get busy. We, you know, we can't uh, redo the past. What we have control over is today. And uh, by the grace of God, we're going to make it. So I want to thank everybody out there for tuning in. If uh, you'd like to write me, you can go over to OmegaManRadio.com. My email is Shannon at OmegaManRadio.com. Or you can put a note up on my Facebook page. Ask me how you can get involved. And uh, for the widows out there, um, they have the widow's might. Listen, lift this up in your prayers. We need prayer warriors and intercessors, and we need people to do some ground for guerrilla marketing. What do I mean by that? I mean, send out an email to your friends. Say, I heard some crazy guy over there talking about it, the uh, talking about deliverance and uh, all kinds of stuff. And, uh, you know, it kind of made me laugh. I learned some things. Um, spread the word. You don't have to agree with everything that we say, but uh, take it to the word, to the Lord in prayer. Look it up in the word, and then be the judge. But uh, I hope that uh, you'll be blessed by the programs that we're going to continue to do. And I'll work hard to bring you some really great guests and to really up the level. We want to go to broadcast quality. You know, I'm working with the resources I have now. But with the with the right equipment, uh, we need probably a couple grand in equipment, some digital hybrids. Uh, we can have really um, a uh, broadcast quality 128-bit feed uh, for, for those of you who know what I'm talking about. That is in the works. Okay, I've rambled on enough. Uh, I see you're still out there, folks. God bless you. Um, praise God for you. I want to pray for you right now. And uh, let's do a little bit of spiritual warfare. And then I'm going to uh, load up a special program called Attack, Attack, Attack by one of the great deliverance pioneers of all time. And I hope you're blessed by that. So, Father God, in Jesus Christ's name, I thank you for today. I thank you for the brothers and sisters that are tuning in over this world tonight, either live or on the MP3 archives. Father God, you know the needs out there right now. There are people listening right now who are out of work and have been in long lines to uh, to apply and get a job. Uh, Father God, they need they need jobs. There's others that uh, are on their own, like the widow women's, the widow women with uh, you know no husband, no family. They're out there, Father God, alone. They're the poor that uh, are not sure where the food is going to come from for the next meal. God, there's also people out there that you blessed for such as hours now to help the brother. God, there are people with physical infirmities out there that need healing tonight. And others involved in an emotional breakup are going through a divorce. They need healing for their marriage. So, Father God, you know the needs out there tonight. I'm asking that you administer them as we're praying here tonight. I ask in the name of Jesus Christ, Father God, that you would loose your healing power to heal finances, to heal bodies tonight, to heal marriages in Jesus' name. And right now, I break all hexes, vexes, curses, and spells that have been sent against the 
listeners out there tonight. I bind them and I command them to go back to where they came from in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ and by the power of his cross and his blood, I bind up the power of any evil spirits that are attacking the listeners or would come against me or this program tonight. And I command them not to attack, but to go back to where they came from in Jesus' name. Nor are they permitted to block our prayers tonight. We bind up all the powers of earth, air, water, fire, the netherworld, and the satanic forces of nature. And once again, I break any curses, hexes, or spells sent against anybody listening tonight who is a believer in Christ, and I declare them null and void. I break the assignments of any spirit sent against any of us listening or this broadcast, and I send them to Jesus to deal with them as he will. Father God, I ask in Jesus' name that you would bless our enemies by sending your Holy Spirit to lead them to repentance and conversion. And furthermore, I bind all interaction and communication in the world of evil spirits as it affects us and this ministry, Father God. And I ask for the protection of the shed blood of Jesus Christ over myself and all that are listening out there tonight. I ask this in Jesus' name, and I ask God for angelic hosts to be loosed, your warrior angels, to go down right now around anybody listening that is a believer in your son, Jesus Christ, and stand guard over them for their protection. I ask God for a wall of fire in accordance with Zechariah 2 and 5 to encircle the believers out there tonight in this program, in Jesus' name. Again, I bind any spirit of infirmity that is attacking anyone listening out there tonight. The Lord rebuke you. Loose them, you foul spirits of infirmity, and go to Jesus right now to be judged before your time. I come against any marriage-breaking spirits. I bind you in Jesus' name and command you to loose yourself from the listeners out there tonight. And I'm asking God for a healing touch on marriages, on families, on finances. God, for those right now who need a job, I'm asking that you would loose your angels to create favor with men, to get the application in the hands of the, the person that can get them the job, God. I'm asking this for the believers out there tonight in Jesus' name. And as God opens the door for you folks, then uh, give back uh, to the Lord what he's blessed you with. So I ask this all tonight, in Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. Okay, I'm going to be um, queuing up a program tonight. It comes out of the archives of WRW Publications. It's called Attack, Attack, Attack. This program is about an hour long, and it features Pastor Wynn Worley, probably the greatest deliverance pioneer of all time. Um, They called him the general. That's what uh, Charlie Holtzhauser uh, said of him. Uh, Derek Prince called him the bulldog. He, Wynn Worley, that is, was on the cutting edge, probably wrote more books on deliverance than any man alive. But I will say Dr. Pat Holliday is catching up. (laughs) She is a prolific writer in her own right. And praise God for Dr. Pat if you're listening out there. And uh, WRWpublications.com is the website of official website of all one war of the material. Uh, I want to tell you that it is now up and operational again. I uh, spoke to Pastor Michael Thera the other day, and um, they've got CDs, DVDs, books, booklets on uh, Brother Wynn Worley and the Battling the Host of Health series. Uh, 
folks, listen, you need to avail yourself of this. These booklets are pure gold, and you'll learn a lot that can set you free, set your family free. Booklets uh, are like $3 a piece. They have CDs for $6, and I think the DVDs are 10 And uh, that's an all-volunteer force over there, my friends, so support them. And every um, item that uh, you purchase from wrwpublications.com goes to keeping the ministry going forward and is going to open the door for uh, more material to come forward in the days ahead. Um, So support them and uh, tell them that uh, Omega Man sent you. Again, tonight is an authorized broadcast by Pastor Michael Thier. I I want to thank you, Michael, for uh, allowing me to run this uh, second program. We ran one uh, about two months ago called Demonized Christians, and I hope you are blessed tonight from this program. Uh, If you're just tuning in, again, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. This is a live broadcast, and uh, tell a friend about the the show. Uh, Download our program on iTunes, free subscription, and if there's someone you'd like us to interview, let me know. We're going to try to get Tom Horn on. We put out the invite for him and many others. Uh, We've been asked to go find, so we're going to do that as they are made available. I want to, again, uh, bless you tonight. God bless you for coming out. I'm going to do a quick break. And then we're going to queue up uh, the program for tonight called Attack, Attack, Attack. I'm your host, Shannon Davis. I'll be right back. Hear the word of God Almighty from Numbers, chapter 33, verse 50. And Yahweh spake unto Moses in the plains of Moab by Jordan near Jericho, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye are passed over Jordan into the land of Canaan, then ye shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, and destroy all their pictures, and destroy all their molten images, and quite pluck down all their high places. And ye shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land, and dwell therein, for I have given you the land to possess it. Declaring all-out war on all witches, warlocks, and the hosts of hell. Our mandate is clear. We will not fail. Join with us in the fight and spread the word about Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to invade enemy territory and possess the land, healing the sick, and setting the captives free of demons in Jesus' name. Tune in each night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at OmegaManRadio.com. Somebody's shooting at me. All right. This is a song I wanted to use with uh, the message the other night, and I didn't locate it in time. It's called I See Jesus. Are we ready in the control room back there? All right. Once a man named Stephen preached about the Lord. Folk were saved and folk were healed as they heard God's word. Satan did not like it. Soon he had his crowd. And as he was stoned, they heard Stephen cry aloud, I see Jesus standing at Father's right hand, 
For the hand of the Lord is upon this place, and his hand is upon this place to gather together a company of people to disperse, yea, to disperse abroad, to bring forth ministry. For the Lord would say that he will cause a multiplication of this message and this ministry, and the strongholds that have withstood the gospel will collapse. And the gospel of the kingdom shall go forth in power. Therefore stand in faith and stand rejoicing, for the king does march forth with his army. Amen. Let's stand and let's just praise the Lord. <coughs> let's just praise. your Bible, please open to Isaiah chapter 41, Isaiah 41, and look down to verse 8. I want you to keep in mind as we read these passages that because we have been adopted into the family of God, because we have been grafted in as brands snatched from the burning, we are now identified with Jesus Christ, and we are spiritual Israel. Amen. But thou, Israel, art my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. Thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth, and call thee from the chief men thereof, and said unto thee, Thou art my servant, I have chosen thee, and not cast thee away. God is choosing his people and he's calling them out. There's a great move on to put God's people together. It's called the ecumenical movement. It's nothing new. It's been around for centuries. It always ignores a key scripture. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing and I will be a God unto you, and you shall be my people. The slogan of all the ecumenical movements of the past and the present one that's now moving to get everybody under one blanket is don't argue, don't contend over doctrine. You know what doctrine is? It's teaching. If it's sound doctrine, Paul talked about sound doctrine, that comes out of the Word of God. But the people who believe little or nothing are always willing to put aside what they believe, and you put aside what you believe, 
doesn't cost them anything to put aside precious truth because they don't have any. But they want you to lay aside what you believe in order to join with them. So you can have as much of nothing as they have. This has always been true. And I, I can understand how some people can easily get involved in uniting with everything that comes along. And the great move is to unite, to get together, put away our differences. My Lord spoke, and over and over it says in the Gospels, there was a division because of Him. God's marching order, God is a God of war. And yet all we hear is peace, peace. There can be no peace until the war is settled. The only time there's peace is when men's hearts are rightly related to God. The only time there's peace is when the demons are defeated. The only time there's a room for peace is when the enemy army is on the flee is fleeing. But you see, they're trying to put it together. And our God's a God of war. And most of them have never been to war. They haven't even been to basic training camp. Oh, they went to Bible school cemetery, seminary and <laughs> learned how to wear their ties straight, learned how to dress properly. Three points in a poem. Ping, 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 ping. Good night, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. And out we go to do something important. But they know nothing about the verities of Scripture. God is calling a people to war, all-out war. A war in which no quarter is given and no quarter is asked. The order of the day remains, attack, attack, attack. That's God's marching order. There can be no peace as long as the enemy is ruling and reigning. And I said before, if you want to find a lot of demons, go to church. There you can be sure you'll find a bunch. They're roosting all over God's people. They're binding them down. They're choking them off. And somebody has to care because people are bound. And if it isn't the chosen of God, I don't know who's going to care. If it isn't those whom God has called out, if they don't care enough to lay their lives on the line, I don't know who's going to do it. As a sad scripture says, I looked for a man and I found none. God looked for a man. He couldn't find anybody. Everybody was doing their own thing. They're vacationing. They're recreating. They're building. They're doing this, that, and the other. They're building great colossal palaces for God. So many people working for God, you can't work with God. Most people are working for God. They're doing great things. They're building hospitals, orphanages. They're building schools. They're building church buildings. Of course, they're all mortgaged, but they're building them. Swimming pools. Swimming pools, yes. <laughs> yes. Can you be used for baptistry? <laughs> they can cut costs by building a regular baptistry if they want one. No, my. How the people have been deceived into putting their energy, their money, their time into everything except what God says is important. 
God wants the gospel preached. He wants people delivered. He wants people healed. And that's what He wants. And He's not interested in a bunch of claptrap in the religious world. He's not interested in a bunch of party rolling glitter and little people dancing around saying, Jesus is wonderful. He wants the demons to scream, Oh, I hate that name! Don't come against me in that name! I can't stand it! That's music to his ear. But this other sweet, syncopated garbage, he's not interested in. He spits at the stench in his nostrils. Did you know that? Read the first chapter of Isaiah. Well, they had beautiful worship. They worshipped God. They worshipped Him. And they worshipped Him. And He was about to throw up. Because they came into His court. And they were not working with Him. They were doing their own thing. They had their little religious books. And they were going by them. People, we've got to move into the area where God is in charge and He's ordering His people, lay down your arms, fight, attack the enemy, make Him flee. Amen. Praise God. I'd rather see a cripple walk than build a swimming pool any day. I'd rather see a drug addict come loose than to build a bowling alley or a family life center. <laughs> My land's the family life center is supposed to be at the house, not down at the church. We're running in all directions, competing with the world. We're, we're organizing baseball teams, bowling teams, basketball teams, everything so everybody will know we're just jolly good fellows. There's nothing really different about us. Well, you don't have to strive, strive so hard. They can tell there's not any difference. <laughs> the fact that you have no power in your life, the fact that the average church doesn't have power enough to scare a toothpick, let alone a demon. <laughs> well, if a demon screamed out in the average service in good old Baptist churches around this area, they'd be joined by screaming members going out the back door, and the preacher would probably go outside. Frighten the daylight side. We don't do that. There's not enough power to bring to bear. That's why they don't do it. People ask me, said, well, uh, they don't do that over our church. You suppose we don't have any demons? I said, no. Some of your folks over here last week, and they're full of them. There's not enough going on in your church that disturbs demons. Demons are not disturbed by the sevenfold amen. And the rustle of the choir rolls. <laughs> They're not disturbed by the worship center with the beautiful cross and the golden candlestick sitting up there for you to sit and meditate on. They're not disturbed by the stained glass windows. They're not disturbed by all the poshy, how do you do? Why, you can get the same thing in an undertaking parlor. <laughs> I never went to an undertaking party where they weren't glad to see me. I mean, they smile and treat you nice. That's what the average church is, just dead. It ought not to be, people. It ought to be lively. Something ought to be happening. Or if some go on the other extreme, they, they hoop and holler all the time and think they're talking to God. But God's not the author of confusion. Well... God has called and chosen 
Those who will be his own, he's put his name on you. Now, whether you reach the potential that he ordains for you, that's between you and God. You can abdicate, you can back off and not be what God wants you to be if you want to. But God's choosing an army. He's got an army. It's on the march already. It's full of little unimportant people. It's so nice because you can just talk to them, you know. You don't have to bow when you meet them or anything. You know, the great ones, you have to bow when you meet them, you know, defer to them. But with God's army, he's got a bunch of workers. And the people that work the hardest are the most gracious and the easiest to be approached. It's not a mark of greatness for you not to be able to see anybody. You know that? I have been some places where I had a palace guard around me. Marcus has been there too. They tried to keep us away from the people. Can you imagine that? And we fixed that. <laughs> we just went right past the palace guard and got right to the people. Listen, I wouldn't give you a dime of cow pen full for these meetings that just have nice little meetings and nothing happens. When I go to a meeting, I want something to happen. I want the devil to be so upset, he'll have heartburn for a week, a month, preferably. And I hope to be able to teach enough believers to give him that so he'll be in a constant state of misery ever since. I don't go over there to have tea and cupcakes. I go over there to stir the devil's nest. Bless my heart. When I read that newspaper article, it said it was so quiet and nice for about two hours, and then literally all hell broke loose for no reason. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I enjoy putting misery on the devil. I do. You see some of the tormented cases I've seen, you'll get to where you enjoy it too. Don't you go soft. Well, I feel sorry for the demons. I don't. They deserve every rotten thing they're going to get. And I'm going to help give them some of it now. I think they need a foretaste, not of glory divine, but of judgment coming. Any of it I can do, I'll be happy to help them. He said, I have, I have taken from the ends of the earth and called thee from the chief men thereof, and said, Thou art my servant, I have chosen thee, I have not cast thee away. Now, just because churches cast you away, just because preachers don't like you, doesn't mean you're cast away. Now, don't you go around being obnoxious. Some people go around being obnoxious and say, I'm the martyr. Well, you ought to be. Anybody act as ugly as you do. But I mean, if you're just standing for the truth and you have a sweet spirit and you're dealing in love, then don't worry about it when people turn against you. They turn against everybody. They turn against Jesus. They turn against Paul. They stone Stephen. People say, oh, I'm just suffering for Jesus. I said, show me your bite marks. Bite marks. Well, they chewed Stephen up when he aggravated them. Did they bite you? No, they just they just talked to me. They called me in. And they just really bawled me out. They didn't even bite you. Oh dear, you're you're an utter failure. You haven't really stirred the nest very deep yet. So when Stephen stirred the nest, they jumped on him and bit him. If you stir it deep enough, they'll kill you. Had you ever thought about dying for Jesus like that? The devil get mad enough to kill you? <laughs> Some of you don't look like you think that would be all that great. But see, you've got to revise your estimates of what's important. 
Now, I plan to live a long time and aggravate the daylights of the devil every the moment I live. But if, the de- if, if God decided that I could do more by being a martyr at the hand of the demons, and that would turn loose the flood of new workers, boy, that'd be great. Wouldn't bother me. I mean, when Stephen went home, it turned loose the Paul on the world. You know, the devil always makes a mistake. He killed Jesus and Niagara Falls came down, blew it all over the world. Grace flowed like a river. Paul said, if the princes of this world had any idea what they were doing, they'd have never in this world crucified the Lord of glory. <laughs> God's grace had been dammed up behind there, just like Niagara Falls. And I'm telling you, when Calvary came, it was like the flood broke, boom, and all over the world, and the demons were swept aside in every direction, and the gospel went everywhere. The places that had never gone. The devil hated Stephen so. He said, we put out the orders. Demons, get him. How are we going to get him? Well, through those religious people, of course. <laughs> we got them under control, little puppets, you know. So they had him jump on him, bite him, take him out and stone him. And they said, now that takes care of Stephen. That's what they thought. When Stephen went home, he threw the grapp- grappling hooks into Paul. And then Paul, one of their best servants, you know. <clears throat> oh, oh, trying to throw that hook. Did you ever see a fish get hooked and try to throw the hook? Jump out of the water. <laughs> Jump out. <laughs> That's what Paul was doing. He was trying to throw that hook. He was hooking. What's the matter with me? What's the matter with me? I'm not zealous enough. So he took out for the master. <laughs> and you, you know what happened. Jesus met him face to face. He fell on his face. He said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? He said, who, who, who are you? Who is this? He said, I'm Jesus. <gasps> oh, boy. He never thought he was that. You know, he's beating around on the toenails down there, and the head was looking down. He didn't like it because his toes had been stepped on. Don't worry if you're just the feet, folks. The head's looking after the feet. Amen? I'll tell you when the devil gets pulled around with a little toe, the head looks down and says, What's going on down there? Who's that pulling around my toe? Doesn't matter what part of the body you're in, the head is concerned. Thank God. And you remember why Stephen's leaning over heaven? He almost fell out looking over. And when Paul hit the dirt and said, Lord, who art thou? Stephen said, ah, that's him, that's my boy. <laughs> and then when he went down and ice and the scale dropped off his eyes, Stephen took off and had a glorified fit. He ran all over heaven shouting. He made so much racket. I think that kind of stuff. Stephen settled down a little bit. You're not the only one that ever had a blessing. <laughs> and I'll tell you, every time, every time Paul went through something and came out victorious, you know, Paul would go into a town, he'd come out with a jailer under one arm and a jail door under the other. He never asked where the Holiday Inn was, the best T-bone steaks. He asked how the jail's in town. He figured he'd end up in one before it was over. Oh, listen. Now, every time Stephen was cashing in on that, I'm telling you, he had a glorified fit. Every time Paul hit the ball, his team was winning. Praise the Lord. Now he says, Fear thou not, I am with thee. 
Be not, be thou not dismayed, for I am thy God. Same things he said all the way through the Bible. Don't be filled with fear. You know why? Because fear is the hammer that fits almost every tool the devil's got. It'll give extra leverage to everything else the devil's got. Fear. It'll screw in. It'll fit right in on the handle and give extra leverage to anything else the devil's using against you. Watch out for it. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, sound mind. That's the three spirits that head it off. When you feel fear coming, loose the spirits of power, love, and sound mind on yourself. When you're dealing with somebody who's eaten up with fear, loose the spirits of power, love, and sound mind to go in there and root, root out the enemy. And perfect love, of course, cast out fear. Now he says, Behold, uh, he said, um, Be not dismayed, I'm thy God. I will strengthen thee. Oh, I'm so weak. He said, I'll strengthen you. And I will help thee. Oh, Lord, I don't have anybody to help me. I'll help you, he said. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Oh, Lord, I'm afraid I'm going to fall. He said, I'll uphold you. He's meeting every need, isn't he? He's anticipating everything we would cry for. He's already anticipated, said, I'll take care of it. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee. He said, oh, that's me. The preacher didn't like me. My Sunday school class closed me out. They asked me not to come back to the Bible class. When I told them about my deliverance, it upset them. <laughs> All that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. You don't have to worry about it. It's coming. They shall be a nothing as nothing. I got word <clears throat> recently of a certain meeting. And the fellow who was arranging the meeting, the Leadership in the church didn't want it in the church building. They felt like it was a little too radical. I don't quite think it's radical, just normal, everyday church service. You know, there's quiet devotional services followed by kicking, screaming, hollering, fighting. Nothing unusual about that. That's what we do all the time here. And, uh, but anyway, some of the leadership were a little bit, they thought maybe we better put it in a neutral place, so they had arranged for another building. <laughs> I got a call the other day and they said, uh, Brother Worley, said they've decided to put it in the church. Every one of the people in the leadership group that didn't think it was right, every one of them had got hit and hit hard. And they decided, well, maybe this thing better get in the church itself. Because they had some things popping in their minds and hearts that couldn't be anything but demons. And they decided maybe the whole church needs it. Isn't that funny? Well... All those that are sent against you be confounded. They shall be as nothing. They shall they that strive with thee shall what? Perish. I worry about people who attack the deliverance ministry. I can be a little more patient with those who say I don't understand it. I can't say I accept it. Because they can be, if they'll be honest with the scriptures and listen to the Holy Spirit, they can be convinced. But the people who have gone on a vendetta and who go up the wall screaming, they're the ones who worry me. Because my God has promised they shall perish. They're in dangerous, dangerous territory. They better take the view that Camaliel did a long time ago when he said, if this thing be of God, you can't stop it. If it's not of God, it'll die out. 
Well, there's been some people waiting around for another 10 years for this worldly stuff to die out, and it hasn't died. It's getting stronger, and uh, we're beginning to get attacked. It's so nice to be noticed, you know. First, they just ignore you, you know, and said, oh, we don't pay attention to that, just a few ignorant fanatics, you know. But you can tell the books and tapes are salting down, and people are beginning to read their Bibles and ask questions, and the leaders don't have any answers. And they're getting edgy. And <clears throat> I had one man attack me up in, on the radio on Long Island. He knew everything. He was 26 years old. He'd been everywhere, done everything. I've been preaching the gospel longer, and he's been living on the earth. But anyway, uh, <laughs> he, he decided to take me apart. It really upset him because his brother got sold on deliverance in one of my meetings, picked up the books and about 15 tapes. So he loaned them to his preacher brother, his pastor brother. <laughs> of course, this young man's so smart, he doesn't even believe the Old Testament. And uh, so you know where he's coming from. But at any rate, he took me apart on the radio. He didn't call my name. That would have been nasty. But he quoted and misquoted and so forth. And it was so funny. He was so upset because I talked about the demons and laughed. That really upset him. I don't know what he wanted me to do, but, oh, the demons are here. <laughs> I guess he'd have felt better if I'd have done like that. When I said Leviathan's a big old snake coiled up inside you, isn't that nice? <laughs> he said, he laughed. He laughed. He told people they had them inside and he laughed. <laughs> I don't know why he was so upset. He didn't believe they were in there. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a full contradiction. I can't quite figure them out, you know. And he, he kept saying, and these people actually believe this man. They actually believe these things he's telling them. That really, that really got to it. I guess he'd been telling people things they wouldn't believe him. After hearing a sample of his stuff, he believed. I don't blame him. I wouldn't believe him either. But uh, at any rate, he was really upset because they were believing me. And the funny thing was that over in Vancouver, months and months ago, British Columbia, I was dealing with a world ruler, and he looked at me and he said, Worley, he said, you are dangerous. He said, these stupid books and awful tapes. He said, do you know these people actually believe you? Same inflection, same words as the preacher used. <laughs> it sounded so much like him, I just had echoes of the past, you know. He's mouthing demons against the deliverance ministry. Oh, he did, he did give me a title. I must pass this on to you. You know, my mother was no, no dummy. When she named me, she gave me the initials W.R. Worley. And she was, she was smart. I'll tell you why. Because this young preacher revealed it. He said, people, I want you to know that this man is the world-renowned authority on deliverance. <laughs> I found that hilarious. Well, I, I brought it back to my people here, and I played the tape for them so they'd have proper deference for me. <laughs> and they just went into hysterics when they heard that. I felt like it wasn't very respectful. <laughs> they walk up to me now and say, may I have a conference with the world-renowned? <laughs> but uh, anytime you see my name, W.R., I've started, instead of Lynn Worley, I'm going to start using W.R. so you'll know those are, that's what it is. 
Oh my. The poor fellow. He just needs a good dose of deliverance. Good dose of being born again could help him. You can't tell. Some of those people are so far off that you just wonder where they ever got on. All right. Or what train they're riding. All right. It says, uh, Thou shalt, uh, he said, There'll be as nothing. They that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them and not find them. That's kind of encouraging. There could come a day when we'll seek for the demons won't be able to find them. They'll be so scarce. God will have them destroyed. Won't that be nice? They that war against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. We're going to have to keep our minds centered on the fact that we're fighting the enemy within. Even though they are using people. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Have you noticed how much fear not and how much help is promised here? Why? Because I'll tell you, you're going to need it. You mark this down and mark these verses, you'll come back to these. You just think happy days are here again when you go back home. Did you know that when you come to one of these workshops, that you are marked? The devil gives you an awful black mark on your record. And he says, demons, we got to watch that woman. Watch that fellow. They're kind of not quite convinced, but they could be, and if they could be, they'd be dangerous. So they would find special help for you. But God has already promised extra help for you too. Amen? Don't you ever kid yourself, we haven't got a two-for-one majority. There's twice as many of God's angels as there are the devils. And you and I need to call ours into action. A lot of times, you know, I'm convinced that when the devil seems to just be just coming endlessly at us, he's throwing everything he's got at us. And God's got millions and millions in the ready reserve. All we have to do is call our army into play. Amen? Now, he said, I'll hold your right hand. Boy, that's nice, isn't it? Saying unto thee, Fear not, I'll help thee. Fear not, thou worm Jacob. That's not very nice, is it? But compared to God, you see, we're helpless. Did you know, I heard years ago, some crazy fanatic I listened to preach one time, got up and said, you know, if you young people would give yourselves to Jesus Christ, if you just really surrender to Him, He would use you to do a great work. And you know, I thought that sounded good. And he went on to say that if God... Did you know that God is so great that he can take an earthworm and pulverize a granite mountain with it and not hurt the earthworm? I studied about that because I've been working on them pickled earthworms in biology class, you know. They didn't have no bones, no nothing. That's pretty impressive, you know. Did you know that you're just an earthworm in the, in the sight of God? compared to his mighty power, that he can use you to pulverize that which can't be pulverized any other way. See, the power is in God himself. Not innate in you. It can come through you, if we'll believe it. Ye men of Israel, I will help you, saith the Lord, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Behold, I will make thee a new, sharp, threshing instrument, having teeth. Oh, I like that. 
<laughs> and thou shalt thresh the mountains. The mountains of sin will come down. The mountains of denominational solidarity. All the mountains will come down under these sharp threshing instruments and beat them small and thou shalt make the hills a chaff. You know what he said? He said you're going to beat those mountains down and when you get through you're going to beat them so hard they'll just be dust blowing away. Did you know that believers are learning how to be armed with this kind of authority now? I think I mentioned to you I was dealing with a demon taunting him about being so small. He wasn't really. I knew he wasn't. But I was just telling him, you must be very small. I said, no, I'm not. I'm a big one. I said, ah, probably not. Probably a little demon with a big mouth. <laughs> he said, no, I'm not. He said, why, worry? if I manifested, I would be 20 feet tall. I said, oh, why don't you manifest? He said, it's not time yet. But it's not long. I'm convinced we're going to see supernatural entities walking around in manifestation that's going to scare the living hound out of most people. And only believers armed with authority in the name of Jesus are going to... You know what would happen if we saw something like that walking down the street? Our people all say, come on, let's attack. we got a big one out here. <laughs> if God knocks him down out here in the street, all the neighbors will see it. Maybe they'll believe then, huh? See, when your people are conditioned to fight, their automatic reaction is not run, but attack. That's the way believers ought to be everywhere. A demon told me a, while, a good while back, he said, uh, he said, well, he said, I was over in California someplace, and he said, um, demon told me, I said, he said, I hate that church of yours. So they've done it again. They've interfered, just like they always did. So they have no business over here. I said, they're not over here. I am. He said, shut up. You know what I mean. He said, they have sent angels all day long. It's absolutely terrible what they've done. He said, they've destroyed the headquarters overhead. Everything's paralyzed. It's a mess. He said, it's that way everywhere we go. Everywhere you go, said, they do the same thing. Stupid things. And he said, uh, we don't even like to, he said, demons don't even like to attack your people anymore. I said, well, they do it all the time. He said, I know. But they have to have direct orders. <coughs> but nobody wants to uh, tackle that bunch of yours. I said, well, why? He said, because they fight back. And said, they fight dirty. <coughs> now, you have to understand, when demon says you fight dirty, that means you win. To them, that's dirty. I think it ought to be that. I'm hoping to get Christians everywhere, not just in Hagwich, but everywhere there are groups of believers armed with enough authority so that the demons will actually say, Oh, do I have to? Do I have to hit them? They may hit me back, you know. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Everywhere the message of authority and deliverance is going, the same thing is happening. The demons are drawing back in horror and saying, Wait, let's, let's think this over before we hit that bunch. Let's get some reinforcements. Those, those people fight back. One even told me, he said, well, uh, he said, these people in the Hebrews are crazy. He said, they have to be insane. I said, well, they are not. 
Yes, they are. So they're abnormal. So it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. They ought to be home watching TV, worshiping the God of sports. Like all the other Christians. So why don't they ever do what they like to do? I said, oh, they like what they're doing. He said, shut up. That's what I mean. They're abnormal. <laughs> Praying for hours for people they've never heard of before. Such self-sacrifice is sickening, he said. Just absolutely sickening. <laughs> I like to do things that make them sick. Praise the Lord. May the tribe increase. This demon said, we dump poverty on them. We send poverty after them. We send trouble. We break down their cars, their appliances. We do all kinds of nasty, horrible things to them. And said, instead of quitting like all the other Christians do, just, just drawing up, not quitting, going to church. I'm not going no more. Said, those idiots, they'd crawl on their hands and knees to get to that damn oh, church. <laughs> <laughs> now you don't know what I was going to say <laughs> that they would crawl on their hands and knees and get back to that stupid church <laughs> and he said and they go down there and get prayer and then, they, then we have to do it all over again Oh, won't it be a blessed day when there are hundreds of places where people can crawl back and be received gladly by brothers and sisters who will understand and lift them up in arms of love and prayer to restore them. Amen? The enemy can't handle this. And remember, we're just now beginning to roll. It's just beginning. It's beginning to rain. The gully washer hasn't gotten here yet. But the sprinkling is coming down. Oh, praise the Lord. How refreshing. But that latter rain is going to be something else. It's going to hit like a tornado. And I'm still praying that God will give us an avalanche of deliverance, just like He said He would, across this nation. Praise the Lord. This new threshing instrument. That sounds like deliverance. It's got teeth in it. I mean, it has a bite to it. And it threshes right into the mountains and actually pulverizes those mountains. Thou shalt fan them, and the wind shall carry them away. You know what they did? <laughs> they beat down the mountains. They, 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 uh, the mountains are all beaten down. And when they had their grain, I've seen them do it in China. They have these big scoops, straw scoops, uh, woven things. They scoop up big scoops of the grain, the rice, that they'd beaten with flails and beat the husk loose. And then they throw it up. They get up in the air, and they throw it up like this. And the wind catch the chaff and blow it away and only the grain was left. So you've got to beat down those mountains to get those people out of there. There are people in those rigid denominational structures. First you've got to break those down and get the people out. And then, then you throw up and the chaff can go away. All that denominational machinery and all the other garbage that God didn't want anyway can just go down and go blowing away. And the people will be brought forth. Threshing instrument. I'll fan them. And the wind will be carried. Oh, I'd love to fan some of this, yes. And the whirlwind shall scatter them. That, if you read whirlwind, tornado, you'll get more of it. God will send a whirlwind. And thou shalt rejoice in the Lord, and thou shalt glory in the Holy One of Israel. I believe this tornado is going to be deliverance coming soon. We've got to have help, and we've got to have it in a hurry. And deliverance is the one thing that has never been tried on any scale at all. When the poor and needy seek water, and there's none, their tongue faileth to thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. 
I, the God of Israel, not forsake them. Listen, across the country I go and people are just starving. They're just like this dear sister who said earlier, I always knew there was something else. I was glad for what I'd received from the Lord, but I always knew there was still more, still more, still more. There had to be more. I didn't have it all. And then he goes on, I will open up. God's not going to forsake those people. God cares about his people who are caught in this dry desert. Did you know that? And he's going to open up rivers and high places, fountains in the midst of the valleys, and make the wilderness a pool of water and dry land springs of water. Oh, I believe that, don't you? He said he'll plant in the wilderness a cedar. Should a tree, the myrtle and the oil tree, I'll set in the desert, the fir tree, the pine, and the box tree together. That you may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this. The Holy One of Israel has created it. I've said all across the country, in the deliverance ministry there are no stars, only the bright morning star. Everybody else is a worker. Some workers have been at it a little longer than others. Some may know a little more. But those who have been at it the longest are the most gracious to help those who are coming along. No doubt about it. You find somebody that says, No, I can't show you anything. You just sit over there. You know what? They don't know anything. They think deliverance is their private preserve. I was in a very large charismatic church one time speaking. And the people were wildly enthusiastic. 1,500 people getting all excited about deliverance. And I said, come on, folks. I said, everybody can be a minister. Everybody can. This is a ministry. You can get into it. And they just, ah, praise the Lord. They were so excited, you know. I noticed two or three old ladies and a few old gentlemen that were looking like they'd eaten sour pickles. They were sitting there like this. I found out later they were the deliverance workers. <laughs> Boy, was I ever poaching on their preserves. <laughs> Here I was opening the gate and telling the thundering herd, Come on, people, you can all do it. And they'd convince them that nobody but just us. Only we special, sacrificially dedicated people could do this. Well, could we come in the room where you do it? Oh, no. No, it's so dangerous. You just stay out here and pray. Oh, oh. Baloney. Any way you slice it, it's baloney. The chief qualification is those who believe. These signs shall follow those who believe. That's your sign number one. Do you need to learn? Yes. Do you need to pray? Yes. Do you need to know the word? Yes. But God's got an on-the-job training program. You don't have to sit around six years and wait. And Hegwish, if you get saved here... We stick a Bible in one hand and say, grab a leg with the other, and you're off to the races. <laughs> they ask me a lot of times, they say, do you have a school around here that teaches deliverance? I'd like to come to your deliverance school. I said, well, help yourself. It's right here on the floor. <laughs> That's where we teach. We have audio-visual lessons. They change all the time. We have a varied program. We never have the same thing twice. But you're welcome to join the school. This is where we train... They said, well, how did you train all those workers? It seems to me everybody in your church is a worker. I said, that's right. 97% workers, the other 3% in training. Those who don't will burn out. You say, well, doesn't anybody uh, come here and not become a worker? No, because they don't stay. You say, do you run them off? No, just we look up every once in a while and they're gone. <laughs> say, don't you go hunt them? No. God didn't send them. We sure don't want to drag them back in here. Be nothing but trouble. 
Learn to let God send people to your group. Quit trying to persuade people. Give them the opportunity to receive the gospel? Yes. Teach them how to follow the word of God? Yes. But then leave them free. Don't take them out of one bondage and put them into another. God's able to handle his people. You'd be surprised how well he can handle them. He can even handle you. Put yourself in his hands. You know that? He can even handle you if you don't put yourself in his hands. Because you already belong to him. Did you know that? Well, they'll see that the Holy One of Israel has done this. Produce your cause, saith the Lord, and bring forth your strong reasons, says the King of Jacob. Let them bring forth and show what shall happen. Let us show the former things, what they be, that we may consider them, and know the latter end of them, and declare us things to come. You're going to know things to come when you move into the battlefronts with the Lord. Listen. Move over with me, please, to Isaiah chapter 43. Look down to verse 19. God says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, and shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beasts of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, this people have I formed for myself, and they shall show forth my praise. Now, of course, you know I'm a little prejudiced, but I think this new thing that's coming is deliverance. It's not new to the Bible, it's just new to practice. It was dropped out after the early church, as the church grew more and more corrupt and drifted far from the Word of God, it also drifted away from deliverance. Deliverance is the doorway to discipleship. The reason people can't grow in the Lord and are making no more progress than they are making is because deliverance is not being practiced on a wide scale. Deliverance should be available at every single church in the land without exception. Jesus didn't mean for there to be one church in a city doing deliverance and the rest of them piddly paddling around doing religious games. When every church begins to do its job, we won't have 1,500 first-time visitors a year. Desperately seeking deliverance. Our phones and Marcus's phones won't be ringing night and day with desperate people calling for help because they've tried their churches and they don't work. The problem is that it has been thought that this is for certain churches. One one. Uh, High-placed man one time told me, he said, Well, you know, Brother Worley, your ministry is a very strong ministry, and I'm not sure our church is ready for it. Well, I know what he's talking about. It would probably split his church in half. Wouldn't that be great? If a valid ministry and movement of the Holy Spirit can tear up a church, she's well overdue for tearing I'm sure things would be better off if we shut off some of the hypocrisy and the religious games that are being played around the country. Deliverance is not a side issue. It's not one of the things. It's the diesel locomotive that will pull the whole train. When you gear up with deliverance, it will pull everything else. It will make evangelists out of your people. I've seen this happen. We've never had a soul winning class here. And I, I doubt if there's anybody in our church that doesn't know how to lead somebody to the Lord. And I never did sit down and teach them how. 
But getting delivered and getting into the Word will make a soul winner out of you, won't it? We've never had a class urging, oh, please bring your Bibles, and yet my people bring their Bibles. We've never had any uh, push on, we never did offer any prizes if you read your Bible. You know, if you read so many chapters, you get a blue ribbon, and if you read so many, you get a gold, and you get a silver star, and all these lovely awards and all that. We've never done any of that. Matter of fact, we don't even have Sunday school. You won't tell anybody, will you? I don't know. Well, what would we do with a Sunday school? We've been trying to get through this service for a long time. And we had a Sunday school, everybody would be tired. Of course, the reason we don't have Sunday school is because we can't find it in the Old or New Testament. You're welcome. Just sitting there. It's a nice religious doodad, I guess, if you like it. But it gets in the way. It causes a lot of trouble. We never do have to run and hunt somebody to teach the juniors. Uh, we never do have to run say, on Sunday morning and say, Oh, dear, the intermediate teacher doesn't show up. Uh, who can take them? Well, stick a book in their hand, go in and read the Scripture, and the kids sit there and say, Oh, no. So we have to do this again. You know what we found out since we don't have Sunday school? You say, how long have you been like that? Ten years. Ten years of liberation. <laughs> we haven't had to look for a department superintendent. We haven't had to look for a teacher. And you know what we found out? The kids that come in here to Hagwish, they say, they like the services here. And they say, oh boy, you don't have to go to Sunday school here. <laughs> you know why they don't like to go to Sunday school? Because it's boring. Tedious. It's almost impossible to get good, good, capable teachers. Enough to staff a Sunday school in a church. And in the Old Testament, they came with their babies and their little ones and everything all day long. New Testament, same thing. Now, oh, please don't go back now and tell your pastor, listen, it's all wrong for us to have a Sunday school pastor because I heard about it over at Hagwish. Oh, my, we'd never hear the last of that. <laughs> But you might pray about it. I just tell you that for your own understanding. You see, we've gotten caught up in a lot of religious frills and party roll that doesn't really matter. And in the long run, it doesn't, doesn't cut ice. This church has been geared to deliverance. And everybody's tried to say, well, this is special. This is the only one. Baloney. This is a pilot. This is a test model. This is one God is trying out a lot of things in. And this is one people can come and see. And you know what? You know what the main reaction we have to this church is when we have visitors come in. And this is over ten years. You see, before we moved this big building three years ago, we used to have a thousand first-time visitors a year. Even before the books came out, the people were streaming in from everywhere. And that was in a little tiny, thirty by eighty-foot building. And that wasn't all auditorium either. And we were packed in there like sardines. And then God gave us this building which is paid for, by the way. Walk around in it. You've never walked in a paid-for church building, most of you. Just walk around down the halls, and you can go home and say, you know, I had a unique experience. I walked in a church that had no mortgage. It was all paid for. You can walk on the parking lot. It's paid for, too. We don't owe anybody anything. Everything you see around here, including all this expensive video equipment and everything, the Lord has paid for everything. We've never had a special fund drive. We don't plan to. You saw how we take an offering. We really drive for it. You know, put the screws down, cry, and tell you, oh, we've got to meet the payments. And maybe you like that kind of stuff. I don't. 
We can just devote ourselves totally and completely to the job God's given us. You say, do people get saved? Do you evangelize around here? Oh, yeah, they get saved. They just don't get saved down in front. You know where they get saved? Back there in the pews. I, I, I try to break my people this and try to teach them that the pastor is supposed to do all this. <laughs> you know, I mean, that way he can say, I, I led so many to the Lord. You know what they do? They come up, they come march up and say, Brother Worley, I want you to meet a new sister in the Lord. She just asked Jesus in her heart back there. I feel like telling them, I would have done that if you just brought her up here. When you found out they needed something, you should have brought her to me. Let me do it. No, no. How much better? And then they come in reporting. We led three kids to the Lord out in the park. Three little boys and girls asked Jesus in their heart. In the factory, they witness. They go everywhere. And we've never had a soul winning class. I never did teach soul winning made easy. You know what I taught them? Attack, 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 attack. And somehow, the Holy Spirit takes over and does everything else. They read their Bibles. Practically every one of them has a strong concordance. Dr. Haggard has to really be careful here. If he, if he makes a misstep, they'll nail him. I told them to. <laughs> what I'm simply saying is this. The Holy Spirit has wrought a marvelous, marvelous thing. Without any kind of classes, organizations, committees, when we were remodeling the building, uh, a lot of the work is done, of course, by people. We had some of it hired done, and uh, there was a man there, and he was um, he came and said, "Well, uh, who is the chairman of the building committee?" One of the men looked at him and said, "What?" So the chairman of the building committee. Fellow came and said, Brother Word, do we have a building committee? <laughs> I said, No. I said, what, Why'd you want to know? Well, this guy wanted to talk to the chairman of the building committee. He looked real shocked when he found out we didn't have one. I didn't think we had one. I hadn't heard anything about it. I said, No, we never got around to that. We just went ahead and did the work. I said, Ask so and so. And so they just, you said, Well, you can't do things that way. I know it. One of these days we'll get organized and be efficient and crisp and be able to get all the work done. What I'm simply saying, people, is you waste a lot of time on things that don't matter. And what I'm saying is they don't get the job done anyway. Our people are bound together in love because they fight side by side against the enemy. They fervently believe. Now, surprisingly enough, some of these people don't believe everything I do about the Bible. They're not as smart as I am yet. But we're working on it. Now, I mean, you're not required to believe a lot of things when you come here. The basics of salvation, certainly. But if somebody doesn't understand, I say, well, I don't quite go along with that. I said, well, it's all right. Just pray and ask the Father, Are you, do you like the rest of the thing? Oh, yeah, I like it. I said, don't worry about it. And I said, sooner or later, it'll get a hold of you too. Because actually there's a flow here of God's people moving together. All kinds of diverse people from different backgrounds, racially, ethnically, every other way, 
socially, economically, all kinds of backgrounds coming together and working in a marvelous harmony. That's beautiful because it's something that the Spirit has wrought. It's not something that the enemy has contrived or not something, some smart, sophisticated system. And the thing is, the church is relatively small. You've seen that. There's not that many. We're not a giant church. We don't ever propose to be. We want to see small and medium-sized churches across the country. It seems that when a church gets too large, they lose impetus. I'm not so sure it wouldn't be better to have three smaller churches than one big one. And then let see the devil would have more problems. He'd have to shoot three different directions instead of one. If you have one big church, then all he has to do is paralyze the leadership at the top, and you've ruined the whole church. If he's got three, he's got to work on three different sets. I like to give him lots to do. Keep him busy, don't you? Just a thought. One of my wild notions. But I believe this, that God is doing a work here that he can do everywhere else. And people come in here to see what's happening. And I started to tell you, the, the biggest reaction we have is the people saying, I've seen a New Testament church. Now that's not our thinking, that's what the visitors say. I read about it, this is the closest thing to a real New Testament church I've seen in action. One that's doing what God wants. And we know better than anybody how far short we are of being what we ought to be. We're constantly working toward being better. Working through the scriptures. We even have Marcus come up every once in a while. I try to keep him away, but he comes anyway. But he always brings us treasures from the Word of God to bless us, to help us, to increase our understanding of the Word. And I would encourage you, as you go back home, to make your program attack, attack, attack. That's our watchword. When people come to you for help, don't waste a lot of time counseling. Most of them have had their ears counseled off before they got to you. Try deliverance first. If that doesn't work, you can back up and see where you're going and you check it out. Because counseling is so lovely. It's so acceptable. Our pastor is a lovely counselor. Now, there's nothing wrong with counseling. But when you try to make counseling do what only deliverance will do, you're a fool. Counseling will not deliver people. And the trouble is, in counseling, the focus shifts to the counselor. In deliverance, the focus shifts on Jesus Christ, the deliverer. I've never heard a person yet come up to the deliverance floor, and I've seen hundreds of them, saying, praise Brother Worley, or any other worker. You know what they do? Praise Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Later on, they get around hugging our neck, but the first praise, the first fruits go to the one to whom it belongs. And every time that happens, I say, thank you, Lord. That's another verification of your stamp of approval because you're making it be scriptural and in order. It would be out of order if the person turned to give glory to people. Their first thought is thank the Lord from whom the deliverance came. Amen? Oh, we need in these last days to get an army marching, this new thing. It's going to spring forth. And he said, shall you not know it? Oh, yes. 
He'll know it. There's rumblings going across the land. He said, I'll make a way in the wilderness. And boy, it's dry out there. Believe I meet people who are just so starved and so hungry. I bring a little bucket of water and they just gather around and just can't get enough. Can't get enough. They've been wanting it so long. And rivers in the desert. I'll tell you one thing. I have no desire, whatever, no interest in being the only one carrying this message. I want to see others pick it up and carry it. My main object is to infect others with this and let them begin to get into the Word. He will do what He's done for us. He will do for you. You can start on what we already have learned and you can go further and go faster than we did. Isn't that encouraging? You can take the books, the tapes, whatever we've learned, whatever Dr. Haggard's group has learned, you can take those and build on that foundation. We've already checked these out. You can take these things and you can move into it a lot faster. And I can see how God's using this to be the foundation. Because across the country and even in other parts of the world, the books and tapes are being used as foundation to establish deliverance ministries. Thank God. Praise His wonderful name. Let's stand and sing once more. Let's just praise the Lord. Let's just praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let's just lift our hands for heaven, and praise the Lord, let's just praise the Lord, have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel belt and radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore! Hear the word of God.
God Almighty, from Numbers, chapter 33, verse 50. And Yahweh spake unto Moses in the plains of Moab by Jordan, near Jericho, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye are passed over Jordan into the land of Canaan, then ye shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, and destroy all their pictures, and destroy all their molten images, and quite pluck down all their high places. And ye shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land, and dwell therein, for I have given you the land to possess it.
Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio. Are you still here? Go home! Come on, go home! Get alive! (laughs) Just kidding. Hey, I appreciate you uh, hanging on. I hope you enjoyed uh, tonight's show. Uh, We played When Worley, Attack, 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 out of the archives of WRWpublications.com. Special thanks to Pastor Michael Fierro for granting us permission to uh, run this audio tonight. I would encourage you to get over to WRWpublications.com and uh, order some of the uh, fine deliverance materials there. They have booklets, books, videos, audios uh, on Win Worley Ministries and uh, just uh, amazing, amazing material. Uh, the devil does not want you to get this material, folks. This guy was the general, as they called him, and uh, broke ground, a real pioneer in deliverance, and praise God that, uh, once again, the uh, website is back online. So get behind uh, WRW Publications, support Michael Thier Hegewish, and uh, again, thank you, Pastor Mike, if you're tuning in tonight. Well, we had a good show, and uh, I just talked to uh, my good friend Anthony Hilder, Anthony J. Hilder. He has done 17,000 interviews. Uh, he was just coming out of the studio where they're finishing. Uh, they actually said they wrapped uh, on the new uh, documentary film. And uh, he's going over to uh, take care of some other ancillary uh, items like uh, meet with his uh, designer for the video cover art. So we were going to have him on in about 45 minutes. And uh, I could have pushed Anthony and had him on, but uh, I, I want to see him. Get this uh, film out. It's uh, something that's going to blow the cover off of the uh, the Masonic involvement in the uh, mainstream church. And uh, he's produced just so many videos. Uh, we're going to have a good time when we get him back on the program, catching up a good friend of mine from way back when. So we'll reschedule him here in a few days, and uh, that means Omega Man gets to take the night off. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to shut down find my way over to the local watering hole, the Greasy Spoon, as we call it, Waffle House, and uh, get some din-din. You know, um, normally I don't get out of the studio till about 1 a.m., and then about the only thing open for me is Wendy's. So I tell you, that'll kill you folks, those uh, double stack with cheese and uh, small chilies. That's a good price, two forty-four. So it's a it's a great way to eat cheap and hard times such as we're encountering now, but uh, I tell you, it doesn't do much for the uh, the waistline. Uh, the Omega Man has got to get back on the treadmill this week. That is my goal. I did start back on my supplement regime. As many of you know, <clears throat> I'm an herbal formulator by day. Excuse me. <clears throat> a little dry there. Um, a little... I've got... Um, my picks for herbal supplements, and so uh, I'll share some of that on some uh, future shows. I take a host of them, some of the cutting-edge stuff. And uh, back on that routine, now I've just got to get on the treadmill. You know, what I typically like to do is uh, maybe walk for uh, 40 minutes, 
about three miles an hour. You know, it's a brisk pace, but uh, I don't run. And, uh, you know, you can do um, two miles. So uh, in 40 minutes, two miles, you know, put your treadmill in front of a TV or something, you know, watch one more of the videos. That's what I typically do. And um, get the system working. And uh, so I've got to get back on that. Get back on the 8-Minute Abs. 8-Minute Abs is a great, great classic old-school video. Give you washboard abs. You can uh, watch it over on YouTube for free. And, uh, you know, uh, seeing uh, Sylvester Stallone Sly, as we like to call him, uh, in his great physique in the recent movie Expendables, you know, it was kind of encouraging. And he's pushing 70 years old, folks. So, if, you know, if he can do it, uh, you know, the Omega Man certainly can. I've still got a few years to catch up with him. But uh, <laughs> at any rate, uh, thank you for tuning in tonight. Uh, support Omega Man Radio. Uh, partner with us if you'd like to uh, get behind uh, our effort to get on shortwave. Uh, drop me a line. Uh, keep us in prayer. Spread the word. Tell remember it's about two plus two. You tell two friends. They go tell two friends. Next thing you know, we've got a million listeners to live to Omega Man Radio. Uh, shouts out to Randall the Mando. I believe he is broadcasting tonight. Uh, go tune in to his show. Also, uh, Lynn Dickey over at Set the Captives Free. Uh, check out her program. Uh, awesome program, Lynn. Keep up the good work. And uh, the others, friends out there, Marcus, listening all the way in from England. Brother, I'm coming to join you for some fish and chips. Uh, I'd like a spot of tea for dinner. I almost said shrimp on the barbie, but uh, I've got to work on my Australian accent. Uh, but, no, I, uh, I have actually some family that are from Wales, so I have a little bit of Welch blood. So I'd like to go over there and uh, trace some of my roots. Let the Omega Man dig for his roots in wells. Um, that is about it. I hope you have a good evening. Uh, coming up on Friday, we're going to have some uh, good shows tomorrow night. I've got a marathon tomorrow night. Johnny Ova Rock Rodrigo and the Prophet will be on tomorrow night. And then we've got uh, Terry Cook in the wee hours of the morning on Omega Man Radio. God bless you, keep you, and um, see you next time. Take care.